what up, Hi-Y fam? I'm Delco Dave. I'm here with Nat and Philadelphia Flyers icon, the incomparable Lauren Hart. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. So, uh, disappointing in the end. Disappointing in the end. But uh, mm-hmm. probably one of the better performances we've seen in the last couple of weeks. Lauren, what did you think of the game tonight? Well, we obviously, we just kind of fell apart within the matter of seconds there um felt like going into the third period we were going to get this one and it was feeling good because i really i knew crosby was going to score against us that 500 goal i knew he wasn't going to let us out of that building without getting that but i thought you know what if we win tonight i'll feel a little bit better about the whole thing and then this (laughs) but i'm still here i'm still watching still my team (laughs) yeah kind of disappointing a little bit a lot of it. Nat, what about you? No, like I feel the same. Like, and I felt like they, the Flyers looked like they did years ago tonight. It was just such a great energy oh, the whole entire game. I think that first Duro goal is, you know, it really set everyone else off. Um, and I think, actually, I think maybe uh, Crosby scoring that 500 kind of lit a fire for the Flyers a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Like, I saw like online where it's like, that like that's his fiftieth goal against us, but it feels more than like ten percent. I feel like he scores so many goals against us. <laughs> it feels well, like that. Well, there was those years where they were doing uh like eight divisional games instead of the six, so it felt like all every season he was putting up you know ten goals against us. Yeah, yeah, it's true, it's true. But you know, like when we used to play all those teams, if you looked at when they put up the stats with um. Mario Lemieux and the people that the Penguins that had gotten 50 or 60 goals against a certain team, um, you know, divisional play. We used to play these teams all the time and we would have such a, you know, a narrow lane for the teams we were against. So more goals, more goals against us, more goals for us. But um, yeah, it does <laughs> definitely seem like more than 10 percent. He's only one away from Lemieux now. Yep. Which we, if, I feel like it'd be more than that, but you know. Yeah, right. It does. Yeah, and well, that goal he scored tonight was so typical Crosby against us. You know, the side of the net. Yeah. And you're like, how did yeah. that go in? Exactly. Yeah, maybe Hart should have saved that. Maybe that was just you know magic. You know, that was just his skill that sent that in. You know. You know what? Looked like, yeah, it was it was that, and it looked like a typical. Crosby goal, you know, those, he seems to get those against us, that, those weird angles, and um, tonight was no different. Yeah, well, Flyers uh, betting Twitter felt the exact same way, the way, how this game went, because everybody I saw was betting Crosby to score tonight. Every single fly, yeah, yeah, it's bound to happen. That's that's just a negativity that seems to surround the franchise right now. Yeah, which, which is a shame. It's, it's it's a far fall from where we've been. And it's a rough season to talk about. But uh, yeah. did either of you? I'll start with you, Lauren. Did you find any positives tonight? You know, I, I thought that put up a bit of a fight, but who stood out to you tonight? Well, you know, I always like I, I I'm just such a Giroux fan, so I love seeing him get that goal right off the bat. And you know, he's he's the guy that you know. I think all season when I'm down there, you know, and I'm, I'm really close to these guys. I see his intensity every game and I see how much he wants to win. And so um, I'm glad that he, he, he jumped out and, and got us going first. Um, but it did feel like, you know, for this two periods, I went into the intermission going, okay, it really felt kind of good to be on this side, you know, that side of the, uh, the goal score. But um, yeah. Yeah, and here we are, <laughs> and here we are again. But, you know, the positives, what are the positives? You know, the positives, I think, are, you know, right before we had this lockdown, we were, this team was flying high. This team was really soaring and doing really, really well. And I thought even going into, you know, when we had games with no fans and it was, you know, that whole thing, I felt going into that we were going to do better than we did. But this that whole thing just sort of, like, threw us off the rails. So the positive is, is that it wasn't that long ago that we were like the winningest team in the NHL. If you can remember after Christmas going into that, into 2020, Um, it's not that long ago. Um, So, you know, I always feel like, 
there's a lot of ins and outs of hockey and they're talking about why we're winning or why we aren't winning. And I think sometimes it's just that, um, that uns unsaid thing, you know, it's just that, that chemistry, that, that vibe that gets going. And I liken it to like, you know, if I have a band, I can hire the best musicians. I can have all the, like the best drummer and the number one guitar player, all that stuff. And it doesn't mean it's going to be a great show. You know, it doesn't mean it's going to come off. And I feel like, you know, in the NHL, there's so much talent. There's so much talent on our team, you know, and so much untapped potential talent that, you know, when you get into these things where it's hard to dig out of, I'll say if I go out and I don't have my best night, the next the next night I'm coming out, I'm like a little hesitant. You know, and if I have a couple nights where I'm not feeling great and and I go into that third night, now I'm really scared to go out. You know, so it's still like they're doing their thing and they're playing the game, but there definitely is that psychological, emotional impact, you know, on players. And just as soon as that goes wrong, that can turn around and go really right. You know, it can that switch can flip how you get it to happen. I don't know, you know, um, but it's just persistence and, and going out there. But yeah, for two periods tonight, I felt like back in the game and watching the intro to your show and seeing all the people in the stands and those great moments when we were all in there. Like I need to, see, I need to see and feel that again. I'm more than ready. And I'm, I'm sure everybody else is too. Oh, we all want that. Absolutely. And, and you're right. We, it was just, you know, 18 months, 20 months ago, we were one of the hottest teams in the league. hundred percent. I mean, so we, we have fallen far, but you know, we're, I don't think we're that far off. There's a lot of people that want to burn it down. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and try to start over again. And I don't know if we're at that point. Uh, Nat, how do you feel about tonight or about, uh, you know, where we should go going forward? Well, I mean, again, how many guys do we have injured? I mean, I don't, I don't know what you're burning down here. Just, you know, wait for everyone to get healthy. And I really think, like, you know, to what Lauren was saying, we're kind of like in this, like, two-year funk, kind of. And, you know, and it's not – and it's all of, like, this COVID – things are weird, you know. And I think what, what we have right now could turn around in a second. But it's not going to happen, you know, this season probably because yeah. of all the injuries. But, you know, we bring a lot of these guys back next season and we're, we could be a contender again. Yeah, you know? it is. It is. And it's not like, you know, I feel like it's been a long stretch for us where we haven't been, you know, the team that we've all expected the Flyers to be and we've come to know. You know, we always like growing up, I always felt like we went to a game, we were going to see a win. You know, and we were going to get that energy. And, you know, if we lost, eh, that might happen every once in a while. But all in all, you were going to see a win and going to see. And you knew, like, at the end of the year, you were going to the playoffs. So I think that, you know, it the teams across the board, there's such parity in the, in the skill of the teams and, and the skill of the athletes that it can turn. It can turn around, you know, in, in a couple of years. It can definitely now, now, Lauren, I think it's safe to say that you've been uh, attached to the Flyers franchise for basically your entire life. Entire life. How how, uh, how would you compare this season to any other season that you've seen before? Like, like wh- yeah. where would you rank it as far as um, you know, disappointing, frustrating? Like, is there any other kind of comparable season too? Because there was so much hope after the moves that Chuck Fletcher made in the offseason. There was legit like. Stanley Cup contender hopes there, yeah. and it's all fallen so flat. Is there another yeah. season that you saw it fall so fast? Um, there, there hasn't been another season that I've seen this before. I can remember being a kid and being really upset that the Oilers beat us in the finals. <laughs> but besides that heartbreak, um, no, I don't remember heartbreak like that. Like we're all feeling this year. And it's not just, you know, it's not just the fans, you know, everybody feels that everybody behind the scenes feels it and everybody on the ice feels it. So we're kind of all in that, on that ride together right now, unfortunately. Um, But I I have, I have a strong belief in this team and I have a strong belief in, in just hockey in Philly. So I I feel like, you know, our time's going to come again. I absolutely love your optimism because I was carrying the optimism torch for a while over here and I was having a hard time maintaining it all by myself. So, so I'm happy to hear the positivity there, but Nat, Nat, what do you think? You've been a fan for a long time. How would you compare this season to the seasons you've witnessed? Like 
disappointment, frustration? What are you well, feeling? I mean, it's completely different than anything I've ever seen. Like, again, you've always expected the Flyers to win or at least, you know, be in contention. Mm-hmm. You know, for how many years, you know, the past how many years, we've made the playoffs every other year. So every season when we went into a season thinking, oh, man, we could really, you know, do well this year. And we felt this that way this year too. But, I mean, I never expected to be at the bottom of the division with what we had. No. And and I and I like you look at you, you look at it on paper and you say, Oh, we have a good team and I I there's no answers to it. You know, I don't wanna say it's lack of effort. I don't wanna say there's just something not going right. I mean the goaltending is great and that was an issue last year. So I mean you can't pinpoint anything. You know? Yeah, it's just it just you know, it just seems like we're the harder we try, the more it breaks it, you know, right now. Um, I feel like the, the tension is so high and the, the expectation is is on right now. And so, you know, I, it just feels like almost over overworking and over trying. And when you get like that, it's, the game doesn't seem to flow anymore. You know, it just feels like everyone's holding on, for, you know, for dear life, really. And it, you don't get into that groove that when you see a team that's clicking what they get, you know, you're not, you're not never getting to that place. So it's, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of stunning actually. And I think, you know, just looking up at the, um, the stats that were going up, I, I, I want to say we're 15 and 24, 25. Is it something like that? It, maybe it's even more like 30. Oh, yeah. I, it's really like, you know, yeah. 15, 24 and nine. Yep, close, close, yeah. yeah. So 15, it's... 24, and 9. So, yeah, no, we, uh, it, 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 I don't think it's as bad as 06, 07, yeah. which, uh, which was a rough season. But that was yeah. that was the Forsberg season where I felt like most of the team was just watching Forsberg make plays and wait for him to make something happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it, it was weird. Everybody wouldn't move. You would just watch this one superstar trying to carry the whole team. Yeah, um, and, and you know what? I mean, Drew's not Forsberg, I guess, but maybe it's the, kind of the same thing. Like, who who yeah. else is really there to help Drew carry this along? And, uh, and you know, and Forsberg ended up get, ended up leaving. How do we feel about Drew leaving? Like, you know, we've got the trade deadline coming up. I feel like this guy, probably the most iconic player in Flyers history, besides Bobby Clark. I mean, Clark Perrant, like Drew's right up there with them. Um, and he, and he might be out of here. How do you guys feel about Giroux possibly going out of town? I, I hate it. I, I think he's an amazing, amazing player. And, you know, I think he's, you know, so deserving of, you know, having that opportunity to win that cup. So in that respect, if he, if like he, if like Kimo Timonen, you know, he got to go to a team and, and got to, you know, really, live out that dream, you know, I would be happy for him, but, but as a fan of the game and as a fan of specifically of our team, uh, I, I hate to see him go, you know, it's sad to me. I didn't like hearing it on the broadcast tonight saying, Oh, this is probably the last goal he'll score against the penguins as a flyer. And I was like, wait, stop. He's not going yet. You know, like, hold on a second. Um, he hasn't left yet. No, don't still gotta find a good deal for him. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, for me personally, I, I'm sad to see him go. But I'm always sad to see see players, you know, come and go. You know, growing up, my dad always said he was like the constant there. You know, and players would come and go and he'd still be there. But it was always hard, you know, to, to make these friendships and relationships. And, you know, even if you're not personally, you know, connected to a player or anything, you feel like you know them. You know, as a fan, you feel like you have a relationship and you don't, you know, they're part of your, they're yours. They're Philly, you know, so... Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And I hope whatever it is, it's, it turns out really good for him because he's a deserved it. And you, and you carried that on. You've been the constant over yeah. all this time. You carried on your father's legacy in that way. I think absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, I, I always think about if he were around what he would say, because I, you know, I heard it from his perspective for my entire life you know, um, what it felt like and, and how he'd come home, like just 
devastated if they would lose, you know, and everything was, you know, revolved around hockey. And now I'm kind of in that world where it's sort of like everything revolves around hockey right now. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm invested, my family's invested, and we all, we're all in a hundred percent on this ride. Um, so I feel lucky though. I feel lucky that I get to, to be part of it. And that I've been able to be part of it for as long as I have. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, so, but Nat, what do you feel about Giroux possibly uh, exiting from the Flyers franchise? I mean, it's very sad, but I mean, I want the best for him too. He needs to win a Stanley cup and I don't know if he's going to do it here, how much time he has left. Um, So, you know, and if he wants it too, I, I just, you know, hope they send him to a Western conference team, which it seems like they're trying to do. So <laughs> I'm, with you. I'm with you. No you Tampa Bay, nothing like that. Not not the Rangers. Nobody wants to see him in the in, in a no, Rangers. No, 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 no. no. I want to I want to be able to cheer him. I want him to be like, you know, how we how Richards and Carter went over to the Kings and we can yeah. be, oh yeah, Flyers West, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want I want like to cheer on a Western conference team again. Yeah, I'm in agreement. Maybe the abs. That would that would be all right. I'd be okay with that. Well, listen, there, there, there's an unnamed and anonymous Avs commentator that came on our show recently. Okay. That basically said that Giroux was only worth a bottom roster forward and maybe a prospect, but we wouldn't fetch a pick for him. So if that's all the Avalanche is valuing Giroux at, then I have no interest in trading him to the Avalanche. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Call up Minnesota and be like, yo, listen, they don't want him. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. set something up and we can knock him out. Yeah, you know, it's got to be hard too because if you send him to a good team right now, there's probably teams that are thinking if it's not broke, don't fix it, and you can't bring right. in, you know, a legendary player from you know yeah. one team and yeah. you know mix it up. You know, you don't you don't know what happen. You know, yeah, I don't know. There, there's plenty of success. Rob Blake did it. Jerome yeah. McGinley did it. Like, like there, there's a track record for Marion Hosted did it three times. Yeah, Rosa literally went to three different teams and took them to the Stanley Cup Finals. Like, there's there's a track record for bringing in a superstar player, explaining the role to him. Like, hey, listen, this is what we're bringing you in for. This is what you're going to do. We're going to go win a cup. And if that player wants to win, he goes, yeah, all right, let's do it. I'll, I'll go do that. I'll play some third line. I'll be a power play specialist. Let's go win a cup. So, I mean, like, I don't know, in my opinion – I don't know any contender that wants to, to set themselves apart and, uh, you know, put themselves over the hump. Who else can get besides Claude Giroux? There's nobody else at this deadline yeah. available that's in, in the same stratosphere as Claude Giroux. I mean, unless you two see it differently, it, it, do you get, either one of you have somebody else? Nobody else. <laughs> nobody else. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think the numbers are something like, since uh, Claude Giroux entered the league, I want to say he's top five among yeah. active players all yeah. time when scored. It, yeah. It's like Crosby, Ovechkin, Kane, and Giroux. Like that's it. Like that's those are the guys. That's that's the class he's in right there. There's yeah. No, yeah. There's no way that you're trading for anybody better than Claude Giroux at the trade deadline. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think it's the class of um, the 2005. Am I wrong about that? I think it's 2005. But all the guys that came in around the time that he came in, he's at the top. You know, he's at the top of the of, of all the stats um, with all those guys. So, yeah, I, you know, I see him as that kind of player too. Anybody that would get him would be lucky to have him. It, it, exactly. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. no way you're getting him for a bag of puck. So yeah. if, that's, if that's where Colorado values him, I have no interest in that. I, yeah. I have no, no interest in any of that. Well, we will soon find out whether we want to or not. We will soon know what's going down. I don't know. What if he just doesn't leave? How would you guys feel if just Jeru stays? What if he goes, you know what? I don't want to leave. If we're not going to Colorado, I don't want to go anywhere. I want to stick around. What do you guys think about him signing on for four more years, five more years? I wouldn't know if I would say four or five more years, but, you know, as long as he's happy, you know what? I, I would like to see him stick around, but if he wants to go win a cup, fine. Um, but right now he's the best player on our team still, yeah. you know, so I can't be like, oh, let's get rid of him. Especially if I don't know what we're getting back right now. I mean, I might feel differently, you know, 
at the deadline, but you know, <laughs> but I don't think we're gonna have that great of a deal. So I mean, it, it's just gonna be it's you grow attached to people. So you know, yeah. I'd like to keep them around. Yeah, sure. That's fantastic. I feel like all three of us are in agreement uh, about keeping Giroux in town because uh, yeah. normally when I do these shows, I'm in the minority when I say, ah, I'd rather just stick around and sign like you know three-year deal, four-year deal, and let's retool and go do it again. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know who's going to take his place on the team currently, like, who yeah. still, who would be that role? You know, he's such a dominant force on the ice, you know, just as a leader in his presence, mm -hmm. you know, so who is that mm -hmm. next guy? That, actually, that, that, that's a good thing for you, Lauren. So you've been around the team for so long, around this franchise for a long time. Um, if Giroux left, like who would you compare him to that would be leaving and who would step into his place? Like who in the past reminds you of Claude Giroux and has there been anybody that's stepped up after that person left? You know, that's a good question, but, um, like Nat, I feel like Giroux is like our, is like Brindamore, you know, he's, he's a flyer. He's a flyer all the way through. Um, and I don't know, you know, I don't know, like, I don't know how, how I feel about some of the other players um, exemplifying that same thing, you know, um, and it's really hard to judge, particularly this season, because it's just been rough on everybody. So it's, there's no standout that you go, oh, well, this guy would obviously, you know, pick up the mantle there. Um, only, only the guys in the locker room would, would probably make a fair assessment of who that really would be. Um, but to the outsider, to the fan, or to the onlookers, the people that watch, I don't think there's, um, there's a particular one person. Do you think there's someone with the style of play that you think is good leadership besides Drew? Is there someone who stands out when they play? Um, you know, I, I really like Provorov. I don't know. I don't know what he's like in, in inside the locker room. I know everybody loves Kevin Hayes, um, but we haven't got to see a lot of him this year. And I don't feel like he's. I don't feel like he's quite got that flyer. You know, okay, you're a flyer. <laughs> I don't feel like he's got you know gotten there yet. Um, as far as just connecting with the entire organization, the fan base, and that whole thing. So, I, you know what, off the right off the top of my head, there isn't an instant person that I go, yeah, it's that guy. What do you think about Cam Atkinson, even though he's new here? Because when he came yeah, to the city, great. he was like Bryce Harper or the Phillies, you know, embracing yeah. everything Philly yeah. as soon as he came in. Do you think he has potential to be that guy? Um, you know, I don't, you know, that's a good question. Honestly, I don't know. I, is he up to that level? Yeah, he's up, he's up to that level that he's the kind of guy that could do it. But I just don't, I don't know that, you know, I don't know enough about him and I haven't seen him in our situation in, in a good way. Um, <laughs> it's, totally good it's, so it's hard to really judge um, who, who that's going to be, you know, and how that well, would happen. On a bad team, somebody has to be good. So if he's, you know, good in one season, you know, yeah. how do you know he's going to perform when we're actually playing to what is supposed to be our standard? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the whole thing. You know, if it were, if it were um, so obvious, we would, that would have been on the table already. We would have been talking about that. That would have been in the conversations that, you know, everyone's having on television about, you know, Drew leaving and, and how this goes forward. Um, I don't think anyone really um, has come out with a really super strong opinion on that yet, but things change in an instant. So we'll, we'll, we'll find out. We will find out. How how how's the vibe in the in the arena? Do you feel something different at the moment? Yeah, it's you know what? It's really not great, I have to say. You know, like the last game, the last home game when I came out, I you could just hear a pin drop and no, I don't say that in a good way, like respectfully. <laughs> oh, it's the anthem, let's let's get ready. But it's you know, I felt like that kind of quiet silence that is unnerving and sort of, you know, like, oh, I don't know. You know, people are just kind of like, oh, flat, you know, I think everything's just flat. Like, 
in general. But I, I do feel like the fans, like at any given moment, give them give them a little something and they're right back in it, you know. Um, but the vibe this year has just been, it's been tough, you know, and I think it's just overall the last, like you said, um, the last 18 months have just, we have not weathered that 18 months well, you know, <laughs> at all. And um, that is, that is part of, that is part of what's going on. It's just a part of it, but you know, it's like all those things coming together um, that haven't served us well. And if, if, if whatever you're feeling, that's what everybody's feeling from the, from the top to, you know, to the last guy to leave the, the arena. So it's kind of not the best. Yeah. Like, so. I don't, I don't know like how much you follow Twitter or anything, mm-hmm. but do you think fans with all paper bags on their head and stuff, you think that's a little harsh? Like, it's um, helping. You know? Well, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I totally understand, like, the absolute, like, you know, people that are into this have invested their their, their hearts into this thing. And, uh, you know, like, everyone asks me, what else, what else, what other sports? Do you like other sports? And I'm like, no, there's no other room for anything else for me because I, I can't emotionally take putting another, you know, having that, like, just, I got to have this team win i can't do that more than once i only got room for one but um you know i i do think that um you know it just kind of feels lost right now you know in general and i think we just need to like have a good break and regroup and kind of start again and i don't i don't know that that necessarily means tearing this whole everything apart um i do i do watch twitter um (laughs) I try not to sometimes, but no, I do, I do watch. And yeah, I mean, people are upset and, and right, you know, and rightly so, you know, people work really hard and they pay a lot of money to come to games and they, they spend their time and, and they put everything into it too. You know, it's, it's, I, I would say like we were talking about when you're the constant over a number of years and things keep changing, you know, what doesn't change really are the fans and the generations of fans. So you know, if, if you're going to hockey games and you're really into it, it means your dad probably was or somebody in your family was or your brother or your sister, you know, so it's kind of generational. And the fans are the constant. The fans are the ones that are that are hopefully always there, not always as of late, but are really always there. So it's really an integral part of the whole thing. It's not like, you know, it's not as far apart as you might might think it is yeah the guys are on the ice and they do they're doing the work you know they're doing the the lifting but the fans that are there over years and over seasons and generations are really really significant and really important and so when they feel like putting a bag over their head you know (laughs) you know i might personally not do that but i understand people's frustrations and i understand how upset they are it's definitely Flyers fans are a strange like we're almost kind of like a family. We don't know each other personally, but it's kind of like a family. It's always been that way, and I guess you credit someone like Ed Snyder or something yeah. like that for the way that we are. Yeah, you know? I think you know. I, I think we and um, I think this is just a hockey. This is a hockey city. This is a hockey area. You know, I have a little boy, and he's just getting into hockey. So I'm talking all the way from like down to little tiny kids, you know, on the on the ice, and families driving their kids to rinks. This in the country is like a hockey hotspot. This is where people are really into it, really committed, and it's part of people's lives. You know, it's part of fam- people's families' lives, and and they go to games to see it. You know, as entertainment, and the professionals too. But you know, it, it's it's we're a family because we love hockey and we're we you know we've stuck with it for all these all this time so it does feel connected now, now lauren you mentioned that uh lately it's felt like you could hear a pin drop when you come yeah. to the arena yeah what are some of your best moments that when you did come out and you could feel the energy mm-hmm. and, and it was you know the, the kind of pride and the enthusiasm when you walked out there yeah <clears throat> Well, you know, um, I think in, in, um, early on it was in, um, 2000 and that's going back a ways now. Um, but it's kind of like the beginning of when I kind of was really into it. And, um, for me, it was like, I had a personal struggle going on at the time, but walking out onto the ice and the players that were part of the team at that time and, 
just getting to the end of the season and going as deep into the playoffs as we did, that I feel like those, those games were just electrified. Um, it was so transformational for me personally during that season. Um, and to have the team, you know, just barely miss getting to the, getting to the top was tough, but it was really on fire, you know, it was such, such a great time. And then I always loved 2010 because, you know, I was that last game against um, the Rangers, I was walking out of the building (laughs) and then, you know, we obviously scored and came back and, and went on to have a, you know, a really great run in the playoffs. So those games were great. Playoff games are, you know, opening night is always great. You know, it's like that jitters, that big, you know, first night and then playoffs. Anytime we're in playoffs, it just, you can feel it. I, I don't know how to describe it, but like if you're, when I'm in that tunnel way, I don't even have to see people because I don't like to look before I go out because it makes me nervous. So, <laughs> but even before I come around that corner, I can, you can kind of just feel the energy. I don't, I don't know what it is, but you can definitely feel it, you know, um, when people are, people are feeling, feeling good and it's, everything's clicking, you know, everything's working like we hope it would. Now, when there's that quiet before you start the anthem and like, you know, it's real quiet and then you hear some random person yell, I love you, Lauren. Do you hear that? Or do you, uh, I hear all of it and I love it. (laughs) You know, people are like, do you get nervous? I'm like, yes, I do. Because it is, you know, a really tough song. And it's the moment where people are, everybody's eyes are on you. It's quiet. You know, there are very few moments that are, are like that, where it's just one person and like, oh my gosh, you know? So um, I love when people do that. Cause I think it just like, you know, no pun intended, but yes, it breaks the ice for me. And I just, when, when I, I'm just like, oh, okay, people are on my side, you know, kind of feeling like, all right, you're on my side and we're, I'm going to do this, you know, it's going to feel great. So um, I hear it and I love it. Well, well, that's I can't great. Tell you how many people have come up to me and said that they were the ones that started it? No, I, I, I was going to say that's great because twice a year I do it. So you're welcome. <laughs> there you go. I fully credit you. <laughs> do you love the days that you get to sing O Canada? Because I love that song. Yeah, right? I do. Like, do you, would you prefer singing? Is that easier? It is. It is. It's just, <laughs> you can just sing both. So, I mean, I. Just to both. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it is. It's more, it's just more like it's a more melodic song the way that it, the way that it's written. It's just a prettier kind of like sing song kind of thing. And um, yeah, so I like doing both. I, I get excited for that song every time I see like, yeah. the Canadian team. I know. I know. Yeah. There's like, I, when I come in, like all the guards and everything, they're like, Oh, two songs tonight. So they get, you know, like people are aware when I get to do two. So, but yeah, double nervous and double fun. No, sorry. Do you have like a favorite era that you've like worked in? We see so you've been there since like 97. Is yeah. there like, 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 is there like the Lindros de Claire era or is it yes. like, is that time? I think, or? I think, I think, Probably like the Primo, uh, Keith Primo, Ronick, uh, Simone Garnier yeah. uh, during that time, Justin Williams. Those were great times. Oh, yes. That's, you know, that was sort of a more um, when I was like really more connected to the players, like age wise and, you know, socially, you know, more, more part of you know, everything that was going on there. So that was, I loved, and I loved those guys. I thought they had just great energy and um, were f- a lot of fun, you know, a lot of fun. And definitely Eric, <laughs> definitely Eric too. But I think, that, I think, you know, that like, like that Brian Boucher, all those guys in that, in that sort of time were amazing. Boucher maybe want to be a goalie. His save against P- Patrick Eliage in the Eastern Conference Finals maybe be a goalie. I've been playing hockey yeah. for three years. He makes that save. I'm like, nope, that's what I do. <laughs> no parent wants their kid to be the goalie. <laughs> there are some, but in general, we're like, no, don't shoot pucks in my kid, no. <laughs> so I, I was doing some research for the show. And Lauren, you performed with the man, Frank Sinatra, at one point? Yes, I yeah. did. I found that to be the, I was like, I had no idea that it happened. Yeah. 
Can you please tell me about that and what that was like? So, well, I mean, before coming to the Flyers, I was living in France and I had this really great gig at this theater in Monte Carlo um, where I was sort of like the opening act and every weekend a new artist would come in and I'd, you know, I'd open the show and then I'd get to, to know them and get to, you know, connect and everything. And sure enough, he came one, one weekend, he was there. And it was like, you know, there were all sorts of people that had come in from, I don't know, everybody's been there at the time. It was like Whitney Houston and Diana Ross, just everybody, you know, um, that you could think of um, would play at this, at this um, theater out there. But he was like, just such a legend, you know, and he was everything like that you would think he is like from that era, just smooth talking. And, you know, I think he actually when talking to me, he was talking about gams, if you know, <laughs> gams, like legs. I was like, does anybody really say that? And, you know, like, but he was like talking about gams. I'm like, oh, thank you. You know, and I was just like, yeah, but he, it was great. You know, it was kind of late later in his career. Um, but he was certainly like just, you know, just amazing. It's just those moments you get to have as a, as a musician, as an artist are just super cool. I bet. Like I said, I did, I did a double take and I was looking at it. I was like, I'm like, I'm like Lauren Hart was with Frank Sinatra. That's yeah. like, I, I, I got to know that that's incredible. So it was over in yeah. France. Yeah. How long were you over in France? And who else did you perform with while you were over there? Oh my gosh. Um, like so many people, I can't even think. Michael Jackson and Diana Ross and um, we, he, everybody was like, it just like everybody at that, in that sort of era of the early, late eighties, early nineties. Um, it was kind of like my first gig away from home. And um, it was just, you know, it was like, a, it was a really a dream come true. It was like, just, I felt so fortunate to be there and, and to, to have all that. And it was very cool. I was just um, eventually wanted to just come back to the States and do my own music and stop, you know, playing with other people, which, which was a great experience as a first experience, but I kind of wanted to do my own thing. And that's what kind of brought me back, um, back here to this area. And I had actually moved to LA and was living out there and sort of roundabout ended up back in Philly around the time that my dad had gotten inducted into the hall of fame and came to sing for him because they were honoring him that night. And then just, here I am. <laughs> here I am. <laughs> the plane did not take off again. Well, here, it was great. Well, well, that's a pretty good first gig if that was like your first job. Because like, I yeah. worked at McDonald's for my first job. I don't know what Nat did for her first job. That's but that wasn't over in the French Riviera. Yeah. Frank Sinatra and Whitney Houston. It was pretty cool. I have to say it was. It was very cool, you know, really, really great opportunity, you know, and it's, it's, it's fun. I think who was over there, uh, well, they weren't performing obviously, but one night the dream team, like the basketball team with Magic Johnson and all those guys came out and the theater was sort of on top of this nightclub, um, which is worldwide, super famous. And so after the shows, everybody would go in downstairs and into this, around to this club and, um, yeah, I mean, you had everybody from, you know, like the Dream Team and these fabulous artists, and then you'd have Prince, the Prince of Monaco and the Princess of Monaco come in, and it was just like, what is happening here? Is this my life? Is this weird, wild? And um, yeah, it was a really great time. It was a really great time. Oh, that's that, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yep. That's hey, one, hey, one for the hey. book. Hey, Nat, did you meet any prince or princess when, on your first uh, job? No, I, I cleaned bathrooms at a theme park, so no, <laughs> I did not meet any. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, they once sent around a note saying Jimmy Smits is in the park, and that's the only time it's going to Who was ever there? <laughs> Our brushes with greatness. Our brushes with fame. That's funny. That's great. Jimmy Smith is in the park. All right, that's a good one. We'll file that one away. I like that. <laughs> that that was fantastic. Yeah. But uh, you mentioned you came back and then you sang for your father. He's inducted into the Hall of yeah. Fame. So, um, do you have any stories about your father that maybe we haven't heard before? Oh my god! Anything that's not public knowledge. 
Anything that might be personal to you? Um, well, yeah, you know what? Uh, like, um, you know, and this is this is crazy. This was a actually after my dad had passed away, but I got this letter. Um, I got this letter from someone who was telling me about um, that they had been in a really bad car wreck. And really, you know, it was really bad. And they were on the side of the road and out of car and everything. And that, you know, somebody wasn't in a busy place and somebody stopped and somebody came over and, and sort of stayed with that person on the ditch in the side of the road. They were really messed up. And he was so grateful that there was somebody else there. And he looked at the guy who had his hands on him and, and saw the ring, Stanley Cup ring. And it was my dad. And that my dad had just been there at that time and stayed with that person to make sure they were okay. And to me, that was just like, you know, so my father, everybody knows him for like, you know, for the Stanley Cup calls and for teaching Philly hockey and, and all these great things. But for me, those are the moments um, that really show who he was. You know, he was just such a good good person, you know, a great person. And he was a genuine person, you know, for all that he accomplished and all that he did. And he was just, just a genuine, real, real guy. And so all those stories that I love where people come up and say, Hey, your dad spoke at my high school or your dad was my history teacher. Because <laughs> for a long time he taught school and called hockey games. He was a high school teacher. And, um, I, I love catching those moments about him. And then the other thing I would think of off the top of my head was that he was a closet singer and that, you know, he, always, he would have like, you know, had he gone off in the music business, he would have probably never, you know, known hockey because he really loved music and really loved singing. And I think that was kind of like, you know, my mom will say that he loved that more than hockey. That I find hard to believe, but um, yeah, that that was his his like you know secret thing that he wanted to be a singer. Well, and, and that had influence on you, I, I would assume, right? Did, you know, yeah. yeah, because we always had music in the house, and his mom was a singer. So, oh, I see. I didn't know that. So, yeah. so your grandmother. Well, yes. well, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. She was a singer and they were entertainers and performers and in, you know, up in New York. And my grandfather was a like Broadway show producer and um, did all sorts of, you know, things in the entertainment business. And so the fact that he got into hockey, you know, was a little bit of a little bit of a, <laughs> a, a break from the traditional entertainment crazy that we were into. But um still, you know, still in the public eye and still kind of a performing kind of thing. So yeah, it was, it's passed down, you know, in our family, definitely. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the last thing that I can think of things that people did not know about him, I don't know if I should even tell this story, but, um, <laughs> uh, okay. So, you know, when he was a little boy, he grew up in New York city and, his first and most favorite team was, was, was the Rangers, honestly. And he used to go as a kid. I know. Sorry. I know. These are the secrets. Um, but he used to go as a kid to these games and that's how he knew he wanted to be a hockey announcer, you know? And he grew up in that city and he would get on the train and go to the garden, Madison square garden and go see hockey games. And I think that when he sent his audition tape in, um, to Ed Snyder to sort of like get this gig. I think that he had, it was him calling a Rangers game. <laughs> Rangers game. He had gone up to the garden and I think took a tape recorder or whatever he had done to just, you know, show what, what he could do. And um, that kind of got him the gig. And then forever and ever, never a New York Rangers fan again. <laughs> and only ever a Flyers fan. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to be a Flyers fan when they don't exist yet. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. There you go. So, yes. I'm not going to lie. I can't give him too much crap because when I was growing up, yeah, I was a Cowboys fan until, oh, about, until about 12 years old. <laughs> I was talking to my dad and he says the greatest moment for him as a Philadelphia sports fan was hearing your dad say, ladies and gentlemen, the Flyers are going to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Like, does that ever, when you hear people say that to you does that get old ever? or does never. that make you happy never 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 and you know i'm 
I'm so sentimental. You know, what I, I will watch till the cup is put on the ice every season, regardless of whether we're there or not, because I do, I really love to do hockey. Um, but they hockey NHL makes the greatest commercials of like, you know, old sports memories and, and the victory, the triumph of victory and all that stuff. And inevitably it will be my dad's voice on, you know, part of the clip. And it just like, I get tears every single time, you know, it's just such a, such an iconic moment. And it, it, you know, for me, it transcends so many different things, but to hear him make that call and know that there was that time, it's just, it's really emotional. And I, I will never get tired of it. Never. Yeah. You know, people are like, don't live in the past. And, you know, I don't think Flyers fans, you know, holding on to something that's good, not a bad thing. You know, like remembering when we were the best gives you hope that you can be the best again, you know? So it's kind of like they do go together. You don't have to like erase everybody and everything um, that was to, to have what's now. Right. So I, I just think those are that's like a, you know, a very hopeful, hopeful moment, you know, that we had that and we will hopefully have that again. That's my goal. If I have anything to say about it, which I don't, but I'll be there, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, but you're absolutely right. And honestly, we're not that far off. Like people talk about the, the Detroit Red Wings, the Detroit Red Wings streak yeah. of the playoff appearances. Yeah. We were right there with them. We, we, yeah. we were just one behind them right. for all those years, for, for yeah. a long time. And it's only been the last, you know, six to 10 years where it seems like we're not a perennial contender, but we used to always be at least in the conference semifinal. So like the, the standard of the Flyers franchise is not that much of a distant memory. It might feel like that now, but it's not. No. And I think, you know, like when you go through rough times, like now it's kind of good that you have things, some things to hold on to, you know, because you know, you do love hockey, you are invested in it and you're invested in this team. And, you know, like everyone's like, oh, you're just, you are the optimist, you know, but what's your choice? You know, what's the choice? You're either in or you're not in, you know? (laughs) And if you're not in, don't complain about it, you know, just get get on board. I mean, you know, it's, um, it's, it's disappointing when things don't go your way. But if, you know, for people like your dad, who had that moment and heard that call, you know, that always makes me think like, we'll get ours, you know, we'll get to see it one day. I hope, you know, I hope we'll be able to see it. You know, I keep thinking the answer to that is yes, we will. So, you know, I, I think those are our magic things. I think our call was Patrick Kane scoring against Michael Layton in game six. <laughs> Did that goal even happen? I still don't know if I saw it or not. I don't know if I did. That that may be one of the most memorable uh, playoff runs for any franchise ever in the history of any sports. Yeah. Three different goalies starting games, two different injuries. Like that, that, making the playoffs on the last game of the season, the shootout. Yeah. That whole run was totally magic. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, was, I was there in the stadium when David Krejci got injured mm-hmm. against, in the Wells Fargo Center when the Flyers went down 3-0 to the Boston yeah. Bruins. And then I was back there again to watch on the big screen when we came back and won it in game seven. Yeah. And the reverse sweep. So, yeah. I mean, it's not like this team hasn't given us memories over the yeah. years. You know oh, I mean? Yeah. We just need more. We want more. Of course we need we more. I was at those games in Bo- up in Boston too, and that was just unreal. That was like talk about a, you know a great a great moment. That was the plane ride home was like the happiest, the happiest <laughs> bunch of people you've ever seen. You know, being down three zero and three zero in the game in yep. Boston, and then coming back and then making it to the end. Oh, that was spectacular. Really. Was. Oh yeah. You think the team was happy? You should have saw the parking lot that night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to go to work that night. I was supposed to work third shift. I was supposed to go into work, and I say supposed to because I didn't go. You were in the parking lot. Yeah, exactly. 
You would have thought we won the cup that exact night. You would have thought we won the cup that night. Yeah, it's true. It's true. That's why when you have those moments, you got to hold on to them, you know, because, you know, even even when you do get to the end, even you do get to the cup, it's not over. You start again the next season and you want the cup again, you know, and you want it just as much. And if you don't get it, you're going to be just as upset and put a bag over your head and all that other stuff, you know, like, so it's, it's, um, you want everything right now, but it's the whole ride. You got to, it's just being on the ride, which is really fun. This year, not so much, but in general, I'll make that general statement. Lauren, do you have anything you would like to uh, hype up, discuss, put out there? Anything you want to promote? Well, sure. Well, first, I just want to say, I, you know, all those fans that do yell, I love you. I, I want to say that I love you back even more. I, I'm just so grateful. I'm really grateful that I that I um, get to do what I do and that I've gotten to meet the fans the way that I have and been part of the family there um, in all ways. So I'm, I'm just, you know, I want to say thank you. Um, to all the fl- great fans and all the people that are that are part of this. And um, what do I want to say? What do I want to plug? I've got some, you know, when I'm not singing uh, Oh Say Can You See, I actually am an artist full time. <laughs> and uh, Spotify, I have new music coming out, actually a new EP next week. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm, I play shows. And so check that out. All the info is usually up on there. And, you know, if I don't see you in the arena, hopefully I'll see you you know, in a, in a arena or a theater somewhere or a club, you know, um, <laughs> and you will find out that I do in fact know more than two songs. <laughs> Even though I like to say that, that my first hit single is that national anthem. <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah. Music full time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. Long thing. Nat, do you have anything you want to put out? No, I have nothing to plug. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give up, up, fans. Don't give up. (laughs) Yes. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. For for Nat, I'm Delco Dave. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for hanging out. Let's have a good night. Thanks, everybody.